Welcome to Startup to Scale, a podcast by Food Bevy. I'm your host, Jordan Buckner. Join me as I talk to aspiring entrepreneurs, seasoned industry experts, and everyone in between as we unlock the keys to growing from startup to scale. Hey everyone, Jordan with the Startup to Scale podcast and super excited for the episode today uh, with my friend and fellow founder, Parker Olson, who is the founder of Forage Granola. Everyone, you know him across LinkedIn and sharing his journey building their line of functional granola across the country. Parker, welcome. Hey, uh, excited to be here, Jordan. As as was just mentioning, I've have been a, a fan of the podcast and and I found it really valuable myself. So excited to be here and talk a little bit about the journey and share some stories from from the van potentially. So thanks for having me. One thing that I, I I love is that I don't think, you know, I think we talked on a one-on-one call months ago, maybe even a year by now. And I feel like I know a lot of what's been going on in your life because you've been building the company um, in public and sharing a lot of that journey. So uh, talk to me a little bit about like why the decision to build Forage in public, posting on LinkedIn and, um, and why you've taken that approach. Yeah, super fair question. I I like to look at it, I guess, as a, as a multifaceted answer. So may, maybe one of the the responses here that that may surprise you is um, a regret I have maybe from my past of like great experiences that I've had is is not journaling or documenting. So it, it's been a cool way for me just to just to document it, and it's almost like an open face journal. Um, so, so that's more of a selfish reason. Uh, <clears throat> another reason that may also surprise you a little bit is. I'm leveraging it to actually like, I think, become a better writer and become like a better storyteller of our own story and what we're doing and interacting with, with the community. So th- those are kind of like two that, that you may not be expecting. Um, yeah. I really and, like that whole like yeah. personal angle of using it for your own like development. I think that's really, really smart. Thanks. Um, yeah. And, th- and then, you know, probably more, more guests um, is like, look, when you start putting yourself out there, people start to notice and people know who you are, who, who, who you know, especially those who, who you may be vying for their attention, right? Um, I think, you know, the world has been developing this way for a while, but COVID definitely, I think, really put it into perspective for a lot of people that with just like, I guess, globalization and more of like the development of, of the digital age, it's, it's really hard to get in touch with, with people now because some people may get hundreds of emails a day who a lot of people are trying to reach. And so trying to find alternative ways to gain awareness of who you are and what you're doing and, and get attention around that um, has, has definitely been a focal point around building Forage early on. Yeah, I just had a conversation with a, um, an advisor and previous founder in the food space and he said, that brands that are really standing out are able to build um, relationships with their customers. And a lot of it has to do with founders kind of building that relationship versus this kind of esoteric brand that's out there. And I think that really enables companies to form those relationships. Because as you mentioned, right, like in this time where a lot of people are feeling disconnected physically, it's nice to kind of know the story behind the person creating products for, for you to support. So I think that's really powerful. Yeah, and, and you just you just got to put yourself out there because if you don't, then then yeah, nobody will know know what what you are, what you're doing, and and how you're doing it, right? And and people are attracted to to narrative and story and um, overcoming obstacles. So I I think every, anybody and everybody really really could be telling their story. I remember my very um, I call it my very first kind of official business was a meal kit company that I started 
eight, nine years ago now. And I did so much of the work like from behind my computer at first and like, oh, I'll just do like digital marketing and design the website and like people will come and things were like really slow. And it wasn't until I had to like force myself from behind the screen and like go out and do events and pop up tables and get really scrappy that like the business started to, to grow. And I think that's something that you're doing extremely well of putting yourself and Forage out there into the world to, to meet and interact with people. Thanks. Yeah, thanks. I'm, I appreciate that. And, and just a slight anecdote to that, like we, so we do a lot of like tabling now at the pickleball courts, because I like to play pickleball along with Jared, who's living out of, out of the office right now. And there's a guy that works at the pickle or that plays at the pickleball courts. And he, he does a ton of, a uh, ton of business with Kroger and specifically with their buying team. And so like, he was like, oh, what, what are you guys? And we were talking and then I could tell based off of his pointed questions that like he knew what he was talking about. And then we ended up connecting and like, you know, I've, I've met some people through him and it's just like, you just don't know who you're going to meet when, when you start to put yourself out there. And, you know, it's, it's not going to always be comfortable, but it's, it's always going to be worth it. So as a big part of your journey, you travel across the country living in the iconic Forge van. Um, I know it's a lot kind of doing that. What were some of the highs and some of the lows of, of that journey for you? Oh, man, oh, man, oh, man. Lots of highs and, and lots of lows. Um, yeah, yeah. So I was living out, got this Japanese import pop-up camper van. Um, so, you know, you hit a button and like the roof comes up so I could sleep in it. And I was in it for just under 11 months. And part of the value of it was definitely going and showing up and being like, hey, I will show up. Like, I will come to your home and drop off samples or, or I will come to the headquarters. Um, and so some highs definitely around like meeting customers or going into different grocery stores that you're interested in and actually like looking at them and feeling them in person. It's, it's way different than just going on Instacart online versus going in and actually talking to a consumer and asking like, oh, why do you shop here? Or what are you doing here? Um, and then also being able to meet like, distributors and retailers and potential investors in person or buyers in person. Um, so, so that was really cool. There was one, um, there was one outing where I was trying to get in touch with the natural grocers buyer and was kind of getting ghosted per, per, per use. And so I, I went and I set up a little like yogurt parfait and, and coffee set up outside of their headquarters at dawn. And I had found out because I was at a store earlier in the week that like typically their buying team comes in on Wednesdays. And so I went and I showed up at dawn and like set up in front of their, their front door and like was giving out sampling and just coffee and just like to anybody. And like a bunch of their like warehouse workers were there. There were like Kehi and UNFI drivers that were pulling over and coming and getting stuff. And one of the buyers was like, hey, this is really cool. Have you talked to the breakfast buyer? And I was like, oh, I haven't yet. And she's like, okay, I sit right next to her. Like, like, like we're super good friends. Like, let me grab some stuff and bring it into her. And so she ended up doing that. And then we ended up getting in touch like within the next couple of days. So, so it's stuff like that where, you you know, going the extra mile, people will notice it. And, you know, I, I think it can at least buy you an initial introduction and, and just say, hey, this is what we're doing. If, you know, I think we could be good partners. That's an amazing story. And I think, um, you know, as you just mentioned, like a lot of buyers, they're, they're not necessarily ghosting you because they're like, your product isn't good. They're ghosting you because like, they're busy. They have a ton of other things to do and they're inundated with everything else. And so by interrupting that in a very respectful way, um, it's a way to like come across as like, oh, this is someone who's like really interested and determined to be successful. And they'll often translate over to when the product's like on shelf and actually selling. Right. Yeah, t totally. And, and just to the earlier comment, 
it's just like it's really hard to gain attention like, yeah like these buyers aren't being cruel but like could you imagine getting a thousand emails a week and like trying to be friendly to reply to everybody like it just becomes impossible um so th those were definitely some of like the cooler components i mean there are definitely a lot of dark dark moments on the road um like the van broke down in like southern new mexico like 10 miles from the border and i had to spend a night at this like i like, ended up hanging out with, with these truckers which actually ended up being really awesome they were su super friendly but it was just kind of scary to be down there like alone i, I spent a couple nights in, outside of chicago in the winter that were really cold and like frost formed inside of uh oh other gosh, roofs yeah. and had a couple bad. it happened to my house too we had like frost on the inside of the windows so oh my god um <laughs> But yeah, all in all, it was it was good. I I'll probably you know maybe save some of the horror stories for for another time. <laughs> the um, so now you're you're back in Seattle, right? Yep, back back in Seattle, and you know I was living out of the office for a good month, but I, I have a real home now. Congratulations, that's a huge step up. <laughs> <laughs> thank thank you very much. Uh, I appreciate that. And um but yeah we're you know the van is still actively deployed you know more locally and then we're going to leverage it more for like regional trips so we're really focused on the pacific northwest and rocky mountain territory now and now the van acts as something where it's like hey we could go do a two-week demo trip um or go meet a bunch of our partners maybe in colorado or, or northern washington and we can go and, and deploy that van so we're, it still is is definitely being used but, but to a different degree so I think one question um, many people probably have is like, how are these tactics translate? And I'll call it Jack, but like this this way of building the company translating into success for for Forge. Are you seeing kind of meaningful retail partners coming out of it? Are you seeing like customers getting really excited and and like engaged and becoming advocates? Um, what does that kind of look like for the business? Yeah, it, it it definitely adds to the narrative, right? And and it adds, and it, it's I think often it's surprising to people, and people are pretty like, "Are you serious?" Um, when when you kind of tell them what you're doing or, or how you're going to market, and so, you know, slightly to the point earlier, like it, it draws awareness, right? And so being you know leveraging the van and and, and enabling it, like it, it's an added talking point that most that most other brands can't offer right it's saying hey we'll come with our van we'll sleep in the in the parking lot we'll talk to one-on-one -on -one customers we'll sample product and he here's what we're willing to do and and if nothing else it's it, it sort of offers as a signal to say this is what we want to do to be a good partner and, and this is really like how far we're willing to go um wh whether that specific tactic is of interest or not it sort of shows like a commitment to a potential partnership or, or a commitment to to support maybe a retailer um so um you know and then on top of that, it, it becomes like a self-fulfilling content machine. So like all sorts of stories happen or you have really cool interactions with customers and people are like, oh my God, I can't believe you did this. This is super cool. And then, you know, they tell someone about it and someone's like, I heard of you because you met this person in your van. Um, and so it becomes more more content and, and sort of word of mouth um, buzz related as well. And so I, I like that it sort of has like the dual effect of like actually showing support and being able to offer a unique way um, to support a partner, but also then becoming more content and, and more word of mouth type of orientation. I've never seen anyone leverage a tool like a whiteboard more than you okay. have of all sizes from like your handheld whiteboards to like the large rolling whiteboards that you bring to events. And it just creates like the best conversation starter um, that I've ever seen. So talk about your your whiteboard tool and how you oh, can yeah. I'm really glad you brought that up. The whiteboard is, is my absolute favorite tool. I, if I could just have unlimited whiteboards on deck, I would at Staples, please, 
please sponsor me. The whiteboards are expensive. Um, but yeah, the, the whiteboard, especially at, at events or sampling in person, um, you know, if, if you're there with your standard promo material, you kind of blend in, you look like everybody else. Um, so let's, let's take like in-store as an example. A lot of people in grocery stores kind of avoid people who are sampling. It, it can be kind of a, a, a brutal process. Honestly, a lot of people are like trying to avoid you just like don't want to be bothered. And so by, you know, leveraging like really pointed messaging, um, you, you can kind of get like an interaction with the consumer, right? You're again, you're like maybe surprising them or making them laugh. And then they're like, okay, I'll give this guy a conversation. And so I like to like go and, and you kind of read the, the environment and, and the scenario. And then, and then you're trying different things. Um, if nothing else, it, it, it keeps me entertained, you know, during a long demo or, or long event. Um, so yeah, most recently we were, we went to a bike festival and we have extra bike forage pennies and, you know, we, we don't have like a super legit booth set up and we actually forgot our table and we're sitting there and we're kind of like, man, what would be like attractive here? And we're like, dude, let's run like a big bike giveaway. And so we wrote it on like, we have a big, like six foot by five foot whiteboard that rolls around. And so it, it, it was like a lead generation thing where people were walking over and we're like, so what's this bike giveaway about? And we're like, oh, like it's totally free to enter. All you have to do is try a sample of this granola. And they're like, okay. And then they tried it and they'd be like, so what's the deal with the granola? And then, and then like, then they're curious and it's, it's not salesy. Like, like I'm not like, come try our granola. Like we're trying to sell you this granola, but it enables them to like try and kind of break that ice in a really safe space where like it feels sort of mutual. Um, so that, that was, that happened this past weekend. And then also we went to a farmer's market and we, we tried it again. We we're like, dude, let's do another bike jersey giveaway. There's a lot of people that bike in Seattle and like, no one, no one cares. Like people could have cared less. And so we're like, okay. And so we like erase it. And then I'm thinking and I'm trying to get creative. And on one side, I wrote like in big, large letters, like, like they told me you'd be coming dot, dot, dot. Like you're more lovely than I expected. And then it was a smiley face. And so I was kind of watching and a lot of people were walking and then they'd look to the other side of the whiteboard to like, they were expecting something. And so I was like, okay, like, like now, like there's something happening here. And so then on the other side of the whiteboard, we were testing some other things. Um, and finally it was like, okay, how do we just like make people feel good about themselves? And so we wrote like, write one thing you like about yourself. And so people would come around the whiteboard and they'd look and they'd read it. And then once they're done reading it, I would have the whiteboard marker or the one that somebody on the team would, and we'd say like, here, like write something you like about yourself. And people were like, okay, cool. And then they'd write. And then as the writing, they're like, so what's this about? And you're like, oh, like we're a local company. Like you, you know, do you want to, do you want a sample of our granola before you go? And they're like, oh yeah, cool. Like, what do you guys do? And again, it was just like a really safe icebreaker introduction. And I mean, we, we probably had over 300 people sign on the whiteboard and, and gave away 250 plus samples on to those people. And it was just really, really cool, uh, really powerful. What I love about that is it allows you, it, it just mirrors your approach of being agile and testing and learning as you're going, right? Because like when you're at the bike festival, people, they're not there for granola, but a new bike, uh, like a bike, awesome. That's really cool. And it's mm -hmm. like when they're at a farmer's market, like they're not interested in a bike, but they're there for like a fun event to do and have a good time to hang out with their friends and maybe find some cool food. And you're able to be flexible and and change on the fly and find out what works. And I think that's just yeah. a really good approach for like building the business in general that you're doing. 
Thanks. And, and I feel like I had a lot of frustration earlier on where it's like, oh, we have to like print out these marketing materials and have them ready. And then like you print them and then you're like, this doesn't work or I don't like this or that. And so the whiteboard does, it's like you can tweak things. Um, and so the other thing that we do is we'll go up to the pickleball courts and it's really hot right now in Seattle and, and there's no water on the course. So, so we bring a big jug of water and we just put like free water and snack sign. And again, it's just like people are like, oh, I'm thirsty. They come over for the water and then they're looking and they're like what are these snacks about and then they like start looking at them and then it's again we're just engaging and it's really natural it's really organic um engagement that's amazing man so i know you're focused on the granola right now are you starting to think of like push the granola forward uh, are you thinking about other products yeah i just i just you know granola is just a it's an interesting category because it's really easy to start a granola company but like the the volume and like the usage of granola is really interesting you've been doing a lot of like studies in store and like why people pick certain granolas and things like that mm -hmm. and just be curious yeah. to hear like what you found from all that yeah yeah granola definitely is more of like a market entry point um it's just a vehicle for really what we're trying to do of just like get a daily amount of mushrooms into people's diets um so we're definitely working on, on other product innovation and, and recognize like granola, it's hard to like build a sustainable, like profitable growth from a granola concept. Um, that's the reality. Um, however, like because it is is a much smaller niche, like from, you know, relatively speaking, competition isn't as bad as like, like, like the salty snack aisle, for example, right? Um, so, so I think it's enabled us to get some initial like foot in the door type concepts like 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 we've gone through pilots and we're in a subsect of public stores and, and we're in like local Kroger stores in Seattle and um, local some local Albertson Safeway stores in Seattle um, and so I think it's enabled us to like get a crack in the door and then ideally it's like let's go and let's prove ourselves and then we can continue to expand from there um, yeah so granola is, is really a vehicle it's, it's not about granola it's never been about granola I eat granola but I don't eat like I eat a lot of other things too you know um, but great, great question. I, I think it's super fair. And we get that question a lot from partners or investors or advisors, like why granola? What would you tell, uh, I know a lot of founders are like watching your journey and I appreciate that you also share like the, the highs and lows, because I know there's a lot of, um, founders who, who will see companies be like, wow, it just looks so easy for everyone or like things come really easy and you share like I remember like you you shared the the video of you like hit a car and <laughs> like on your bike and just like the the realities that that happen and you know the, yeah. the successes and the failures and I think that's really important so like what do you I, I guess like what would you share with founders about like building in public or or being able to share the realities of like building a company the dark place <laughs> there's a lot of bad that goes on but I, I try and I try and take it and I try and leverage like me being slightly younger and like first-time founder and being I think vulnerable and showing that you don't know what you're doing can be really powerful tool to, to, to gaining to gaining followers to gaining fans to, to, to building relationships so we and I've heard other founders talk about this too before um, but for if there's like a buyer that we're chatting with or someone really interested in, I'm like hey you know I see that you ask for this, like we haven't done this before. Here is how we're approaching it. Does this feel right to you? You know, is how how would you how would you propose or is there someone I could talk to in your team who, who could help us think better about this? And so it shows just like full vulnerability with them of being like, I'm not pretending I know everything here. Um, you know, there are a lot of things that that can go wrong and just trying to share the vulnerability, I think, is really valuable. And 
you know, just generally speaking, it's, it's like a, I think, I think there's some sort of like psychological um, theory around like when you're vulnerable with others, like it tends to build stronger bonds. Um, so I think, you know, just nobody's perfect. Everybody knows that, but just, you know, sharing some of those lows can be, can be challenging or, or can be, I guess, embarrassing, but ha having the shameless mentality is I think really valuable. Um, and at the end of the day, like nobody cares about you. <laughs> like Jordan, we like each other, but you have a two and a half year old at home. Like I could tell you that I pooped my pants today and maybe you'd laugh and think that's kind of embarrassing. You're going to forget about that in 10 minutes, you know? Oh yeah. And and so will everybody else. And, and so I, I think you really have to get into that mindset that like you could share some horrible, super embarrassing things and nobody cares. Um, but, but, but they will be like, huh, that's can't believe they share that. That's really neat. And, and maybe, maybe they'll remember you and, and maybe they'll respect you for that but they're certainly not going to be like oh my god that person pooped their pants and that's the most embarrassing thing ever and i'm going to make fun of them and that's the story that they share with everyone yeah 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 <laughs> I, I like that um as you're looking to kind of round out this year and, and go into to 2023 what are you most excited about over the next year yeah definitely there's definitely some cool product innovation we're we're going through a little bit of a rebrand um so it's going to be a lot more just like fun and approachable similar to i think how we're building our culture and just like you know our, i think our branding today is, is nice and and it looks good it, it feels too like clinical and structured though i think so that's a lot of feedback we've gotten um and i feel the same way and so i'm excited to kind of get get the rebrand out and about and and kind of some of the, the product innovation as, as well will be really cool and then we're looking at maybe i'm making a second uh vehicle acquisition um nice. which which will be cool uh and it's got the one that, that we're looking at is still vetting but it, it has a siren an active siren and an active pa system so that's gonna that be fun be for cool. events <laughs> yeah it'd be really cool so we'll see i love it well i can't wait to see that one uh driving around too parker this has been the blast man thanks so much for being on we'll drop uh links in the show notes on forage cool. and how you can check them out and buy them definitely support them they're amazing and so uh best of luck as you're wrapping up the year i appreciate it jordan thanks thanks for having me man nice chatting <laughs>